Thank you. Thank you so much, Jose. So great. Um, I'm going to tell you, I was so excited when I first got a chance to talk to him on the phone and he just said, you know what? We believe in sharing truth. And I said, amen. That is what I am about. We are living in a time where lies are being called truth and truth is being called lies. And we need to stand boldly and firmly. And the word of God is where we get our truth. So I want to thank um, the WWLC. I'm so excited to be here um, with the women who have made it possible for me to come and be a part of tonight's event, as well as be able to speak this morning at chapel. And ultimately, I know you guys come and you have chapel and you listen to different speakers. And I love that our God is a personal God. And different speakers will say different things. And it might depend on that day, that period of time, maybe the sport you're a part of, maybe the class you're taking, the maybe the struggle you're going through in your personal life that will hit at that moment. Hold on to those nuggets in those times where God speaks to you personally in a specific way because our God is personal and he is timely. And so I pray that whatever he has in my message today as I share part of my story that you're reminded that he is writing your story and he is personal and he wants to make a difference not only in your life but through your life. It's not just about us. It is one-on-one, -on -one, individually. We will all stand before God one day. So we need to be right with God and know him and spend time getting to know him. But he also wants us to make him known in this world. And in the ESV version, I'm going to talk a little bit about the gold standard this morning. Okay, we've got the gold medals. I'll hold those up in a minute. If you want to check them out afterwards, you can. But Psalm 138.8 in ESV, says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. And I remember the first time I read that verse, and I was in my car, and I was like, okay, I, I like that verse. <laughs> this sounds like a good one, right? And I was like, okay, the Lord, the first time I said it was, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Like, that was my focus, right? For me, yes. And he will fulfill his purpose for you. As you follow him and you draw near to him. But then the second time I said it out loud, I said, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Okay, God, you are going to make it happen. You can make it happen. You will fulfill it. And then I said it a third time. And I think this is the time the Lord really wanted that emphasis for me to say it this way. And I said, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. His purpose. He allowed me to win gold medals on a softball field. I had to put in the work. I had to overcome, you know, days where I maybe felt not good enough, days I wanted to give up, struggles that I had, injuries at times, some small little injuries. I had to do it, right? I had to keep showing up and keep putting in the work. But he had given me this ability, and there was a purpose connected to it. And you can go to the next slide. Part of that purpose had to do with me getting a chance to play at the University of Arizona. You see, I grew up in Southern California. I wanted to play college softball when I was 14 years old. I was like, okay, that's my goal is to get a college scholarship. We won the national championship. I was a pitcher, a pitcher and a first baseman. And I got a couple opportunities, a couple schools, not, not many, but the right ones. And so University of Arizona came and they asked me to come and be a part of their school, so I went there. Now, I didn't realize God had a much bigger purpose than winning national championships. I thought that's, that was it. Like, softball is going to be a means to an end. It's going to help me 
to get this college scholarship, to get my education paid for, and my parents couldn't afford that. I was the first one in my family, I was the firstborn, but out of my parents and grandparents, I was the first one to go to a four-year college, and God was making a new way, okay? And it would be at that school from a teammate that I ended up getting to know who he was, but first, we went through my first year, we win the national championship, I get the only hit in the championship game for us to win one to nothing, the girl got on air, I hit her in, I'm thinking, I'm 18 years old, like, it does not get better than this. We, we, like, that's it. Like, I could die now. Like, we won a national championship. It's on TV. Like, my friends in SoCal, they get to see it. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I, it doesn't get better. And then not long after that, they're like, oh, softball's going to be in the Olympics in three years. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm 18 years old. Like, I'm going to be on that team. Like, that, that's it. Now, that's, the, that's the new goal. And what's funny is God has a way of making us remember, like, things. And when we don't see the bigger picture, because God really can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And I couldn't imagine. I remember being, like, 16 and playing this women's team. And I told some of my teammates, you guys, if I'm playing softball after college, like, just shoot me. Like, that in my head, right, this 16-year-old, when I knew everything at 16, was like, I, I must not have a life if I'm still playing it. And little did I know that I would have had to forfeit two Olympic gold medals if I was done after college, all right? And so God has bigger plans. But what happened, part of this plan was, was a little different than what I had expected. I got there my first year. I pitched a little bit, and I was also the designated player. So that just meant I hit at the Women's College World Series. That was my role, just as a hitter. But my sophomore year, this is my sophomore year, catching and robbing a home run, if any softball players, if you watch the Women's College World Series, it looks a little different, right, in the stands <laughs> than now. But that's okay. We still won. It was, it was a good crowd for us. Okay. So, so, we, so I, my sophomore year, I come back, and I'm a pitcher. You know, my whole, my whole life, since I was eight years old, I take pitching lessons. And that opened the door to this college opportunity. And my sophomore year, my coach sits me down, and he says, you know what? We have four pitchers this year, and that's just too many. Rotation, it's just nowadays, it's not enough. But back in the day, it was too many. And he's like, so Leah, I need you to be our starting center fielder. I want you to line up every day. I need you to be our starting center fielder. And, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes things happen, and it doesn't look like what we think it's going to happen. And sometimes we got to start back from square one. And sometimes it looks like, man, a major door was just closed on everything that I had trained for and worked for. And little did I know that God, he was actually opening a door to a much bigger possibility. Because the thing is, two years after making that move to the outfield, I would make it on Team USA as an outfitter. And I would have never made it at that point in time as a pitcher or a first baseman. Our first baseman was like on the team for like 13 years and hit home runs all the time. I don't hit home runs. Right? That is not my strength. But... All I knew was, okay, coach, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to work. And I crashed and burned more times than I could count. And my neck would just, if you ever dive in the outfield and you crash and burn, like your neck hurts for a few days. And, and I did, and I did it over and over and over. But I didn't give up. I kept going. And I just want to encourage you guys that when, you get, when God takes us out of our comfort zone, that's where usually most of the learning is taking place. And then one day it clicked. And I'll never forget it because all of a sudden, a year after that, I'm on TV diving through grass when ESPN's following us on this tour around the U.S. when I'm playing for Team USA. And now all of a sudden, this is what they're seeing. But they didn't see all those times I crashed and burned. But God did. 
my coach saw it, my teammates heard about it, right? And we go through these things. And so here's what I want to say to you. The gold standard is all about how we do everything. I didn't know the results that were going to come. I wanted to win. I love to work hard. I love being part of a team. But I didn't know the outcome. The outcome is never guaranteed. Every athlete in here, you know that. Anybody knows, like on a test, right? You study. You know if you've studied your best or not. But ultimately, we know when we've given our best, and then we just have to trust, right? Trust the Lord. And so that's what I did. That's what I would do. And God had this, had this plan and this purpose. And so for me, I love talking about the gold standard because I look back in my life, and I'm like, it was all about, I, I played with people and against people, you guys, who had much better talent than I did, much stronger than I was, much faster than I was. And sometimes I'm like, how am I, how am I only one of four women in the entire world, in softball, in the world, that have three Olympic gold medals? There's four of us. There's a couple that have a couple golds and a silver, but I was only one of four. But you guys, everybody, all these other athletes I played with, fast stronger I had talent but I did not have those type of abilities but I will tell you and it's going to be the what I'm going to talk a little bit about today and God can use it for all of us when we take the passion that he's given us when we surround ourselves with the right people and when we realize the purpose our why why do we do what we do and so here's what I want to talk to you about Living with passion, because I really believe, some of you, how many of you already know kind of what your career is going to be, where you're headed? Does it, did anybody in here? Okay, some of you guys. How many of you aren't sure yet? Anybody trying to still figure that out? Okay, it's pretty mixed. That was me. I had no clue at this point. Okay? But, but we all know things that make us kind of come to life. Now, I think we keep adding to that sometimes, but there are just those things. And this is what I love. That's the beauty of it. Even though all my teammates that I stood on the podium next to were very passionate about softball, we also had other passions that we had. And so your passions are for a reason. And, and for me, softball was clearly it. So, so my parents started me out. I grew up in Southern California. They started me out in softball and soccer from a young age. Now, I realized quickly that they started me out in the right sports because in junior high, we didn't have those sports. We only had, like, basketball and volleyball. And I tried both of those, and my basketball coach very nicely said, Leah, um, I know you start because we don't have very many athletic athletes here, you know, on this team, but you're a fish out of water in this sport. <laughs> and, you know, but I could, like, run up and down the court, and I could try to knock the ball to people's hands. I don't know. I just couldn't shoot for anything. And so, so that wasn't it. But, but in softball and soccer, oh, like, I, both of those sports I absolutely loved. Softball would open more doors for me. Um, like I said, I won a national championship at 14, and I realized, okay, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more to this than just going out and winning, and I, and I love competing, and that's what opened that door. But I didn't realize that God also had placed this passion inside of me because it was going to eventually be part of the career that he's led me down. I've been able to commentate college softball now for about 15 years, and I get to do radio with Westwood One at the Women's College World Series the last 10 years. And I have been able to travel the world and take teams overseas with softball. I've been softball clinics around the country. I have, and the coolest part is, any passion that we have, when we allow God to be the first passion, see, God taught me that as I was like, I was like, Lord, like this passion you gave me, like that's, that's what put, gave me that extra edge. 
That's what helped me to overcome these athletes who were maybe physically more talented than I was. That's what helped me that when we're in like the heat of the moment in those big moments and those big times or that catch over the fence that I'm making that catch, that's the stuff that gave me that extra, that passion from within. But he said, he showed me it's so much bigger through it. You be passionate about me and I'm going to keep expanding your territory. And that's what he's allowed me to do. He's allowed me to take this passion for softball and use it to share about Jesus and to help others. And passion, sometimes we can start to lose the love, the love of it. Okay. So for me, at one point, I played for a coach and I started focusing so much on like the outcome, only the outcome. And if the outcome isn't good, then now all of a sudden you're riding a roller coaster. Because if our, our passion, enjoyment, love of something goes with the ups and downs of outcomes, forget about it. It's going to be really, really hard. We're going to want to give up probably more often than not. But when it's the process, what did you do today? Did you give your best? Did you learn something? Can you grow from it? What, what about the people around you? How did you, how did you do that? And, and God started to show me, stick with that process. And I remember... The Women's College World Series, my last year, we ended up winning the national championship. My last year, I actually had taken a year off the year prior, gone to the Olympics, came back with a gold medal, and we ended up winning. I remember sitting on the golf cart after the game, going to the press conference, and I remember telling my coach, who ended up coaching me in my last Olympics, I remember telling him, thank you for letting me love the game again. When people can infuse and build you up and speak life into you for the passion, and that ties in with the gifts and the talents God's given you, then you know that you can really start to do something. You're surrounding yourself with the right people. But here's what I want to tell you. Right now, some of you guys, you already know. You're working. You're in college. It's like, okay, I can, I can, that's where I'm going. But don't let anything down the road steal it. I want you to remember this. Don't let something steal it because you're going to go through times. And anybody who's lived a little bit and had multiple jobs and had to move the country, like, you're going to be faced with some hard stuff and you've got to decide, no, God, what is that? What is the passion you've given me for your glory, for your purpose? And I got a chance to pay it forward this past year and be that example and help somebody find their passion because I was coaching in Israel. God's opened a door for me again through softball out of nowhere a couple years ago. He connected me to um, the head of Israel softball, and they said, hey, we'd love you to work for our, with our junior national team. And we had a player last summer who kind of had, had lost her passion a little bit. She went to college and kind of had a tough situation. And so here we were playing in this tournament, Maccabiah Games, which is um, like the Jewish Olympics, and I'm, I'm coaching Team Israel. And we end up like, I think it was like 5-1 going to the finals and just, get, you know, winner take all. And... Um, I didn't start this kid, but she had, she had thrown a little bit, and in a sense, she kind of had been in that third spot for me, but I was, I was talking to her, and I was like, I believe in you, and you got this, and hey, you're not starting this game, but I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready, and, and we might even have to go with all three of our pitchers, but I just, I really need you to be ready for me, and she's like, all right, I got this, all right. And sure enough, a couple innings in, our number one pitcher started getting hit pretty hard. The team had seen her quite a bit. And so I went, I went to this kid. And I said, okay, I need you. You ready? She said, I'm ready. And she went in, and she battled, and she fought. And we ended up bringing home my first coaching gold medal. The, the gold medal, she held us. We won a, a two-to-one game. 
And after the game, I saw myself as a college athlete in this, this athlete responding to me. And she said, I just want to thank you for believing in me. And for the first time in a long time, I wanted the ball. I wanted it. I wanted to be back in that moment. And you guys, I say that to you. Don't let somebody else steal your joy, your passion. And if they, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. If somebody says you can't do it, in your mind, say God's going to help me do it. And I'm going to show you who my God is and who I, what I can do through Christ. Don't let people take that. Like build that up. And I'll never forget helping her and being able to talk to her and remind her, look at you might not be the starter right now. But you matter. You're important. I need you. I need you all in. And let's let the game, let's just let watch and see. But I need you to be ready. And so God has different things. All right, the next thing. Love other people. So passion, people, and purpose. So people. We got to deal with people. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, right? <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. I stood on podiums, you guys, with 14 other women all different ages, all different backgrounds, but they were all heading the same direction for that gold medal with me. We all brought our strengths to the table, okay? And that's what it is. We want to surround ourselves with the right people. If you're, you know, if you're a doctor, you want the right nurses, the right people that are helping you, you're right, you, we want the right people on our team for what we're doing. But even more importantly than that, more important is we need, as believers, we need to surround ourselves with the right people. We need to have people in our life that are going to point us to Jesus. And out of all my teammates, one teammate made the biggest impact in my life because it was eternal. And that's this girl right here. Now she's, this was after, <laughs> this is my senior year. And we went, we, this is an All-American award. And one of my teammates was actually her roommate at the time was also an All-American. So I have a couple of those same awards. But she she didn't have it. If you could tell there's a white piece of paper, she, she put her name, and she was holding her, her roommate's award, and she was, like, taking a picture with her name on the All-American Award. And here's the thing. She was two years younger than me, but she made the biggest impact because when she came to our team at Arizona, we had two national championships. I came my freshman year national championship, my sophomore year, 64-3. and three. We did pretty well. I was an All-American. Things were great. And she came onto the team the next year. And here's the thing. When I got to the team, I was a pretty good recruited player out of California. But inside, oh, I was comparing myself. I don't know if any of you guys ever do that. We had a little cool on the outside, but on the inside, we're like, oh, my goodness, do I even belong? I had moments where I thought, maybe I can't make it at this level. No, she came onto my team, and I'm going to tell you right now, she knew God had her there for a purpose. She had confidence that God goes before her. She knew that God placed her on our team to, to shine for him, to be an example and a witness. And she came, and I'm going to tell you what happened. Immediately, everybody was like, oh, watch what you say around Julie. Oh, don't invite Julie to the parties. Oh, and I'm thinking, say what? And, and, and it's like, well, she loves God. Well, I believe in God. I would say, I believe in God too, but nobody talks about me like that. And she was set apart. She was on fire for Jesus Christ. And she had the love, not only for God, but for the people that he placed in her life. And she invited me to a Bible study. And what happened at that Bible study was God showed me that I, I had this belief as a little girl. I had asked Jesus into my heart, right? And I think as a little girl, obviously God honors that, right? But as I got older, you know what ended up happening? I did not know God's word at all. I had no idea the truth of scripture. So what ended up happening, and I don't know any of you guys, the background you come from, but we went 
on Christmas and Easter to church. I'm sure that's pretty normal, right? Some, some we, we, it gets a lot busier on those holidays. But I had no idea. And just by my teammate, first of all, living it and loving others, and number two, inviting me to a Bible study, I went in and as they sat and talked about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, I had no clue what they were talking about. And I realized, God showed me that day, you don't really know me. And that day in my heart, I just said, God, I want to follow you. And here's why it's important. Julie ended up being kind of my mentor. She's two years younger, but she was much further along in the faith. She knew what God's word said. So I would ask her a lot of questions. I'm going to tell you right now, if I could encourage you anything, ask a ton of questions all the time. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Okay? And, and she, I, I started asking, and she would tell me, and she would encourage me, and if I had questions, and, and we got to play, and that was my last year. We won a national championship together. And a month after that moment, a month after this, my last goodbye that summer was like, hey, okay, you know, she was going to go into her senior year. I was going to come back and just fin finish one more semester of school before graduating. And I get a phone call from a teammate that Julie had passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. And she was 21 years old. And in that moment, God had impacted me in such a, a powerful way that tomorrow is guaranteed to nobody. We need to be ready today. And I went to her funeral a couple days later, and that is when I said, you know what, God? No more messing around. No more halfway in, halfway out. I know what that's like as an athlete, but I haven't made that choice in my faith. I am all in. When I go home, when you call me home, I want, if it's my funeral, I want them to say she was all about Jesus. She lived it and didn't just say it. She was not pulled by the things of the world, but she lived for Jesus. And so with that being said, I've been able to share about, about Julie around this world. I'll see her in heaven again one day, and the multiplication factor of her impact on my life has allowed me to share to probably tens of thousands of people. You guys sharing with one person, you inviting them to church, the one that you think maybe wouldn't come, you sharing Jesus, you praying for them, you leading first by example, you never know the ripple effect 10 years, 20 years down the road, what can happen. Living boldly by loving other people. And then the third one is, is going to be purpose. And God ties these things together. He gives you your passion for his glory, your talents, your gifts. He puts people in your life so that we can shine and be the example and the witness. And then he wants us to lead. You see, we're not here. He tells us to set apart. But when we all just start following what everybody else is doing, it doesn't look any different. So there's nothing that stands out. Now here's the thing. You might not look at yourself as a leader. You might think, I'm not a leader. My coach didn't give me the captain award. You know what's really cool at my school? We won three national championships and had a second place finish, and we never had one captain. Everybody does it differently. There's nothing wrong with that. But our coach would sit us down, and he would individually talk to us and say, here's what I see. I want you to go be a leader with that. Here's what I see your strengths are. Go use that to lead. Here's what I, what I think. And you were like, okay, who says that? I want to lead with purpose. We want to be that example. We want to, to help others. And this is, this is your why. And for me, I was able to see this purpose that when I would stand on that softball field and I'd come off after us, do we do a tour every Olympics around the U.S. These little girls would come up and get an autograph. 
and I would sign. Philippians 4.13. You know, like early on, like I didn't know any verses, and I saw this guy's testimony in this little sports Bible, and I was like, I like that verse. And so that just kind of became the one I the one I'd sign. And one game afterwards, I was signing autographs, and I didn't I did I signed a couple of just my name. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, like I need to I need to put my verse next to it. And so the next ball that I signed, put my name, put number 20, and then I put Philippians 4.13. And the little girl said, What does that mean? And I, that's probably the only time anyone's ever asked me, but it was when my mindset was like, oh, I haven't been doing that. I should do that as an example. And immediately God had her say, well, what is that? And I told her, it's my, one of my favorite Bible verses. Here's what it says, but go home in your Bible and highlight that verse. That purpose, he gives you the passion and the talent to then live with that purpose and lead with it and be an example. And here's what I want to remind you and encourage you. Leadership, you guys, is not what we like to think a title, a position, and a role that maybe somebody gives you. But instead, all it is is influence. You're all leading some way, shape, or form. Okay? And so this next, this next slide, I was able to stand up, and, and there obviously we had the purpose for the gold, right? But then God showed me my purpose is bigger. My purpose is for you to, to shine for me. And so through this, God has opened a lot of doors of opportunity as I continue to say, okay, God, take the passion that you've given me. When I retired, he ended up switching it and giving me a passion to speak. But I was like, oh, God, I can't speak. <laughs> no way, I can't. I was like, my teammates, now the ones that went to Stanford, UCLA, like they can speak because you know why? They're way smarter than I am, right? I was like, oh, they're way funnier than I am. And God put on my heart, and this is how I know, again, our God is very personal. And, and that passion is tied to a calling. That purpose is tied to a calling if, he, if that's what he has for you. He put on my heart. Other people can motivate, but you have the words of eternal life. You know me. Go out where I take you. And I remember saying, okay, like Isaiah, hear my Lord, send me. I will go. I will go, but I don't feel qualified, but Lord God, you call, if you call, you will qualify me. You will give me the giftings and the talents. You will take me where you have chosen. That one of you in here maybe needs to be reminded that you don't feel like he's, that, that you are capable of doing what he's asking you or placed inside your heart. But he says, I will do it in you. It's okay to have that, that goal, that dream, that Olympic goal that I had that I'm thinking, I don't know how, but I just know I want it so bad. And eventually a couple pieces fit and all of a sudden I'm on this Olympic team. I somehow was on a, a faith-based sports show with A.C. Green from the Lakers and Frank Pastore from the Cincinnati Reds. And the day before we started, I was in the parking lot in my car like, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And, and it was like, but I, I said yes. And I went in and I, and I said yes. And God showed me, look at, yes, these men, they, were <laughs> they make way more money than you do in pro sports. They're may, way more famous. But I, I'm giving you a voice, too. And you guys, God wants you to know. He's placing people in your life. He wants to use you. He has that plan and that purpose for you. Will you say yes? One of the best lines I heard that ties into all of this was this guy. I, I'm all about passion, but he said, don't, don't chase your passions. He said, he said, pursue opportunities. And what will happen is sometimes you'll get new passions with it. And I, I, I said, yes, God. I agree with that. Like the opportunities God's open, and I said yes, and a lot of times they tie in my passion, 
But here's what I want to say. Pursue God and say yes to the opportunities that he brings, and I believe he'll fulfill you with that passion. He will fulfill his purpose for you. When you want to give up, keep going and say, Lord, teach me through this. You athletes in here, who are my athletes in here? Anybody? All right. Lots of athletes. When, you know, I remember hearing this, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And I was like, oh, I like that. I hate to lose. I hate to lose. But if I can learn from the loss, I'm ready to move forward to that next step. Let's go. And here's the key. If you don't learn from your losing, you're going to keep losing. So if you do, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn, now you can start making progress and you can start gaining new wins and do new things that you go through. So through these opportunities, God's brought people in my life to mentor, to help. This young woman, Jackie, um, was a mom of, of a little boy, and I got to mentor her through my church. And when she, was, she was 10 years a cop and wanting to retire, grow her family. And she thought when the, our church gave her a mentor, like, oh, great, this girl's an Olympian. She's going to come in and be like, you got this. Like, let's go. Get back into that uniform. <laughs> she thought that that's what I was going to do. And instead, I came alongside and said, let's see what God has for you next. You want to be a mom God. When he ended up, I ended up having my three sons, and God opened those new passions, those new doors. And just the other day, I saw her. Got to meet with her for about a year time, building her up, leading her, and I got to meet with her, and and I see now she's homeschooling her little ones. She has three little ones. She's in this season that I had come before, and so I want to encourage you guys: find mentors. I had the best coaches in my life that led me, and then I've seen now in my faith life, I've had the best mentors in my life that have built me up and cover me when I when I come and speak in prayer. And then now in my professional life as well. So the next slide, <clears throat> I wanted to share this with you guys. It's, it's a, a, a PDF for anybody that's interested. And here's what it is. It's a six-day leadership PDF. Now, I encourage you guys, if you're, you might think, I'm not a leader. I don't know how to lead. Here's what I'm going to tell you. God wants every one of us to lead. He wants every one of us to lead. And this is six pages of some tips and some highlights and I believe some core characteristics of great leaders, of how you in your classroom, you in your community, you on your sports team can be that leader. Questions or reflections, it gives you reflections on, okay, what, what are my strengths? What are the qualities of the best leaders that I've had? How can I then apply that to what God has for me? in this purpose, in this plan. All right, and so there is a code up there. If you want to screenshot that, there's a code up there for that. And then the last one, just to finish up, I know we're finishing up right now. This is my husband. I got married um, just before my second Olympics. I had my son and was the first mom on Team USA, and he was three when I won my last gold medal. But that was us on the, on the podium right after um, the 2004. My last, it was a long time ago, I know. My last Olympic gold medal, bringing home the gold in Athens, Greece, playing for my Olympic coach. And I stood, on that, I stood on that field knowing this is it. God, you've brought me this far, and I know, I just feel, I feel my passion changing. I feel I'm ready to go into this next season. And I was like, Lord, I don't know. You've allowed me, and we ended up winning and being on that podium. You've allowed me to win three gold medals. But I believe that that's not even going to compare with what you're going to do in the future. And I promise you growing closer to God and letting him bring in new passions. And for me being able to share about Jesus with you today. Encouraging you to draw close to him, to follow him, to lean on him, to trust him. 
to ask God to bring the right people, to find mentors, to be a mentor. That's how we keep having victory and we, we pass it on and let other people have victory too. I don't know about you guys, but the Bible talks about the joy, our joy and love. That is what we need more of. When people see that, when they see passion for Jesus and love for Jesus, it is a ripple effect. And every one of you have that inside of you, but you have to choose to use it. You have to choose to walk in it. So just to finish up, I just want to encourage you and remind you, and then I want to pray for you all, that God has a plan and he will fulfill his purpose for you if you let him lead you, if you surrender all. If you love him with all your heart, if you let him give you those passions that he desires for you, that's what the gold standard is. All right, let me go ahead and pray for you. Father God, I just lift up everyone in here. I thank you, Lord God, for the leaders on this campus. I thank you, God, for uh, the coaches, Jesus, and every staff member. I thank you for every student that's here. Lord God, I thank you if there's people who came in um, just to be reminded of this truth, Lord, that aren't even on this campus today. But remind all of us, Lord God, that you, you care about us, that you have a plan. You will fulfill your purpose for each one of us. But Lord God, we have to surrender and we have to put Jesus first and we have to make you our highest passion. And so I pray that each person in here will say that today. They will surrender to you, they will love you, and they will seek you, Lord God, and that you will show them, Lord God, that you have so much more. And one day, Lord God, we'll be walking on streets of gold. But until then, Lord God, help us to find victory each and every day. And we know that we can do that through Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys.